0: Hey friends, welcome to Theology Unplugged. On this broadcast, Tad asked a few questions. One of them is, what if you are a believer and you are living in sin that you know is a sin? Also, what about dogs? Do they go to heaven? And then finally, Tad asked this question. Yes, it came from him. It is, does the Bible need to be updated? Because it seems to suggest that women cannot be very good at leadership. And he has his girlfriend who is a very good leader. So join us as we're gonna talk about these things on Theology Unplugged. I think theology's for the clergy. I just believe in Jesus. Certain hermeneutics of eschatology demand an exegetical approach.
1: I think you shouldn't question what you were taught in church. Isn't that blasphemy or something? I know.
0: Theology. Theology. Oh. Unplugged. All right, welcome to Theology Unplugged. This is the segment of Theology Unplugged that you may be becoming familiar with, called Conversations with Tad. I'm always excited to have Tad in studio. He wanted to do a little bit of pre green Room talk, but I I wouldn't even let him do that because I want it to be more legitimate. But before we do that, before we jump to that, I want to I want to tell you first. You know, this is coming to you from Credo House Ministries. I'm Michael Patton, and um, I, I, we love to hear your feedback about this show. Uh, but we've gotten a lot of feedback. And frankly, it's very surprising to me how many people are enjoying it, not in the sense because it's not enjoyable. I mean, me and Tad always enjoy it, but because I have spent the last 15 years, yes, I've been on for 15 years doing this since 2005, but I've spent the last 15, 18 years doing this just in a very, very deep theological level. I mean, that's that's where we've been. That's been our playing field is, is theology. And uh, taking it to you just like you're you're in seminary, not dumbing anything down. And I'm not saying we're dumbing things down, but I think the interesting thing, I've thought about this a lot, trying to figure out what's so interesting about conversations with Tad. And I think so many of you are like me, and you've grown up in the evangelical world. And what I mean by that is not just uh, America, evangelical America, but I mean in the conservative church where you've been brought up under conservative guidance. And, you know, there's, there's, there's not that many of us to tell you the truth. I mean, that may be the circles we run in a lot, but it's very unique to get around somebody like Tad, who is a thoughtful person, who is a Christian, but is just now really trying to understand theology and truth at a deeper level. And he hasn't been brought up in the same circles as you and I. I mean, even in his uh, Roman Catholic circles, it is different, not because it's Roman Catholic, but because of the, you know, the type of, it depends on the type of Catholicism you grow up in. And so th- this this is so interesting to me because of all the the questions, the type of questions that he has that really blindside me and um, are not typical of either, say, An unbeliever who I may talk to, I'm ready for their questions. You know, why does God allow evil? And, you know, why are there contradictions in the Bible? Whatever it is, those are pretty easy to come up with, why somebody rejects Christianity. And then it's also pretty easy within Christianity to come up with the questions. You know, how to interpret this chapter of the Bible or, uh, uh, you know, uh, how do you square this theological issue? But here's Tad. He is a person who's thoughtful and wants to come in and talk about, Theology, and he's asking theological questions, but they're just those type of questions. I'm like, wow, I, I I forgot not only that people may ask that, but you even could ask that. That that that's even possible. Now I, I compare it um, to whenever I was I was uh, uh, whenever me and my wife just got together. Now she didn't grow up; she was kind of like that. She didn't grow up in the same type of theological circles. She just grew up as a Christian. But then the question she asked me would be like this. And I want you to listen to this because this is very important. And I think it's telling. And I think a lot of you all will relate to this. But she asked me, I don't know whether we had been dating a while or, or whether it was while we were engaged, but she asked me, you know, they said she was a Christian, all that. She believed in Jesus, uh, on and on. But then she asked me one day, um, if, uh, whenever you, if you commit suicide, why do you go to hell? And I mean, I was blown away by that. I mean, I was blown away to such a degree, and listen to this, I was blown away to such a degree that I was like, she must not even be a Christian, because you couldn't ask that question if you're a Christian. Why would you think you would go to hell if Christ paid for all of our sins? but she asked that. And so I was like, well, you don't, you don't understand the gospel. And, and, and of course there's a sense in which I want people to understand very real sense. You want to understand the gospel and understand that suicide is not something that the cross cannot cover, like a uh, sin so bad that you cannot cover it. There's reasons why Roman Catholics ask it. And there's also reasons why Protestants asked it. But here's what I thought was she may not be a Christian. Because here's my the deal, just as bad on the other side. I'm sitting here thinking of her back whenever I'm 21 years old, 22 years old. I'm like, golly, she must not be a Christian because she's not theologically astute as I am in these areas. And in order to be a Christian, you have to be theologically astute. But just think of that, that mentality that I had at the time, which is worse, her thinking that if you committed Uh, suicide, you would go to hell or me thinking that if you believed you committed suicide, you would go to hell. I choose my, I think mine was worse because where would I come up with that? I mean, yeah, where would she come up with that? But where would I come up with something like that? That you have to be some type of theologian in order to be a believer or a good believer. And so I'm not backing off on theology. I never will. Tad loves theology. And that is what we're going to be talking about. But I just want you to think deeply about this. The reason why maybe you haven't heard these kind of questions and maybe they're so interesting to you like they are to me is because we're not around these types of circles enough to understand the types of questions that people are thinking sometimes out in the real world where the rubber meets the road. So I am introducing Tad once again. Tad, welcome. It's good to see you. Hey, Michael. It's good to were see you. you, to great, you were you able to hear all that? W- were you able to hear all that?
1: I did. I heard everything.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, hey, you look, hot you hot 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 look hot great. Hot. What's different about you? I mean, usually you look bad. Yeah, I don't know. I... Is it you shaved? No, I didn't shave. I haven't
1: shaved since Friday.
0: Oh, well, maybe a haircut. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're just uh, feeling better. I know you weren't feeling you were.
1: Yeah, I had a rough couple of weeks. But, but um, going back to the suicide thing.
0: Yeah. If
1: okay, you, you called it like if, if, if it's like premeditated suicide, that's one thing, but <clears throat> I smoke.
0: I never said premeditated one was one thing. I mean, of course, also, was, oh, for the Catholic Church, yeah, yeah. the Catholic so, Church. So if I not for, know, not for me, though, right? I want okay. to make that clear. I, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. say no,
1: that would not you at all, I was had nothing to do with you.
0: Okay, good. Um, but.
1: If, if I know I'm doing things, not eating right, I smoke, I've, you know, I, we, I've, I, I just don't eat right. You know, there's just certain things that go on, but I know that's killing me. Is that a kind of suicide that God's going to send me to hell for?
0: Well, it'd be the same answer as before. I mean, okay. he, here, here's the question. And, and uh, like in my my uh, intran- introduction dialogue, this is, yeah, yeah, this is great I mean. because it's the same thing. And I know a lot of people out there, even in my circles that are, you know, uh, again, a student theology, at least we think we are sometimes. We would think, well, you know, yes, uh, no, so no sin will send you to hell except for, and some people do say this, except for consistent sin that you do not repent of and you do not change and i think that's just as bad there's nothing for us in the bible to say that i mean maybe a passage in first john that seems to say that whenever it says he who continues to sin even though he knows that it's a sin does not have the seed of god rebi- abiding in him but the entire pass the whole entire book of john is about the sin of unbelief i mean it is. It's whenever we're talking about unbelief, if you're persistent in your unbelief, that's the only thing. Now it's hard, Tad, because like I've told you before, um, I just like anybody else, we want, we want people to become better Christians and we don't really want to come in and say, well, sure. You can keep on being a Christian. If you keep on doing this, don't worry about it. That's not what I'm saying. Whenever I say this, that no sin, persistent, or premeditated or past or future can send you to hell except for the persistent sin of unbelief. That's the only thing. The cross covers us. The moment you believed from now on for the rest of eternity, you have been clothed in the righteousness of Christ. You are wearing his white robe, and anytime God looks down upon you and looks at you in that way, he never will judge you because he already judged Christ on the cross. There's no double jeopardy, and so that is uh, the, the question of your salvation or your justification is set aside. Now the question is, Why would we keep on doing that if we know that it's wrong? You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And, uh, because I guess it's called a routine or a habit or an addiction or whatever. Um, because it's our way, you know, it's just, it's just what we do. You know, I, I, it's like eating a Pringles, you know, why don't you stop after the first one?
0: What is a Kringle? Pringle. Oh, (laughs) okay. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me, let me tell you this quick story in the Bible. I think this is great for what we're talking about. And and my answer to you about this is whenever I look at somebody else, I want them to change in accordance with how I've changed why because that's what i've done that's it's, it's a part of me feeling better about myself thinking you know at least i don't do that over there and i changed and i'm better and so my my standard of remember last time sanctification how you become more godlike yeah, yeah my yeah. standard of sanctification is usually mapped out based upon the map that i traveled and so i think that is the standard and that is completely wrong the holy spirit is who is in charge of God's movement in your life and your conviction of sin and you know once you have Christ living in you the Holy Spirit is in you and moving you towards Christ likeness and he does it at his own speed on his own map now they may all generally be pointing in the right same direction but we're coming from very very different places personality wise background wise geography everything people come from such different places I can never assume I know what the Holy Spirit is what map he's taking you on I just know that he's taking you on a map toward him and I pray that we both of us are submitting to his will whenever there's a conviction Now, here's the story, okay? And then I'll let you go. All right, all right. I'll let you talk. Um, In in Acts chapter 2, this was after Jesus rose from the dead. All the apostles see him go up into the air, and he says, go, you know, tell the world about uh, about me. So this is Old Testament or New Testament? New Testament, New Testament. Okay, okay. Um, And so now jesus is in heaven the holy spirit comes down and symbolically comes down and it says he came upon them like tongues of fire which is just kind of a visual that they didn't know really how to describe but they knew they saw something come upon them and then suddenly the apostles all of them that were that had seen jesus go into heaven they were waiting for the holy spirit they they started speaking in other tongues basically they were able to speak in languages that nobody else nobody taught them and other people around them knew and they were teaching about god in other languages which was obviously a miracle and it brought people to curiosity and they said what's going on here but we know the reason why i say that is because peter was among them peter saint peter right and he the guy that denied jesus three times about you know uh, 50 days ago 41 days ago And then um, here he is, he got the Holy Spirit, he was empowered, he was preaching God. So we know this guy was a Christian, okay? I I know that seems self-evident maybe for some people, but he was a believer. He was covered in Christ's righteousness. He was preaching. That That was at the very beginning after Christ left. Then 10 years later, 10 years go by. And here's old St. Peter, the Jew in Jerusalem, going around preaching to other Jews about Jesus. He's told 10 years, 10, okay, just think, a decade later, after the Holy Spirit has come upon him, he's been a Christian, you know, uh, uh, he's a good guy now, right? 10 years later, the Holy Spirit comes to him and says, go to Cornelius's house And tell him the gospel. And Peter knew Cornelius was, and he was a Gentile, a non-Jew. And he said, There's no way I'm going to Cornelius' house, Lord. You're crazy. You know, I've never even stepped the foot in a gentile's house. That is, that is, you know, anathema. That is something we don't do. And so here's my here's my observation. 10 years after Peter received the Holy Spirit, he finally was convicted by the Holy Spirit that. He was prejudiced, that he wouldn't even step foot. He was prideful. He thought he was better than everybody else just because of what his, who his father was. And just think of that. Just think if I said, yeah, you know, uh, I, I was going to go over to my neighbor's house and tell them the gospel. But guess what? I went there, and they were Oriental. And so there's no way, right? You
1: can't say Oriental anymore, dude. They're Asian.
0: Asian. For one thing. All right, I can't keep up with that. <clears throat> yeah. But okay. I mean, or black or whatever it is. Yeah. You would say that. How can that guy be a Christian? Right. <laughs> because that is not a Christian way to act. But that's essentially what Peter was doing. And so here's here's my observation is that it's very hard to judge people and how the Holy Spirit is going to move in their lives. He will convict you to change It's up to you at that point to decide whether or not you're going to follow that conviction and act like your new nature is, or you are going to act like your old nature? You're saved either way, but why would we want, Paul says, why would we ever want to pick that mantle back up when we finally are able to drop it and live according to the fullness of what God created us for? And that's the argument. Now, you're right. You're right, though. Habit does it for us. And it's a matter of, it takes time to break these habits sometimes. Sometimes we never break them. Well, let sometimes... me get back
1: to this, this story you just told about Peter. Okay. You brought up some things that I, I'm curious about, if that's okay. Yes. I'll raise my hand. No, so no know.
0: You, you are in control now. Um,
1: <clears throat> Jesus knew that he was going to deny him, right? Yes. Do you think Jesus or God knew the reason that, that Peter was going to be probably one of the best disciples after that. And that's maybe why he did it or because he learned a lesson. Like he, he felt guilty enough to say, okay, look, I'm, I'm taking this like
0: real. I think that that is a incredible observation. I mean, really, I'm not just saying that cause we're on that. That's really good because what you've done is you've come to a basic understanding of while sin is bad how it can change you at such a fundamental level that you are now more prepared than you ever were before or maybe humble just think like you said i mean how did it change him it would humble him right yeah i mean he'd be like i can never judge other people who judge uh, who denied christ so therefore who am i to ever say i won't teach other people who den- denied christ before right. And I think that's how it is with all our sins. And, uh, you know, some of them hit us and impact us more deeply and change us more deeply. And some of them we don't reflect upon enough and they don't change us enough. And that is what we have to do is learn to understand God's hand, not in the... He's not responsible for our sin, but in the allowance of that sin to go on in our life because He will use it most definitely later on.
1: Okay. And I think... <clears throat> that was a great story, by the way. Um, I like I like your stories and I like hearing more about, you know, because the more um, you start telling me these things, the more interested I get, the more conversations I have with Rhonda, who knows a bunch of stuff and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so something a little bit more lighthearted. I don't know if it's lighthearted. It's about death, but it's a different kind of death. My neighbor, uh, I saw outside yesterday, and I was on the patio, which you've seen from that stupid shot. Oh, yeah. And and um, their dog was taking their last pee before they took it to get put down. Yeah. And so I started thinking, you know, because we just talked about baptism the last time, and if you know, and and Ron and I talked about this last night, and. I don't know if this is a Catholic thing or not, but you know, if babies can go to hell and you got to be baptized all this kind of stuff, but sorry, animals can't make their, own. Um, like they don't, you know, I don't know. None of us can really understand this question because none of us have been an animal. As far as I know, I mean, maybe we have and just forgot, but, uh, <clears throat> what's your thoughts on, I mean, is there a, it's the same heaven. Are they going? I mean, you certainly an animal or a bird or a deer or a buffalo. I mean, they're everybody dies. Everything dies, but it seems like there's so many rules to get to God. And there's so many rules to get to heaven. And if we're all animals, it, it, this is a very elementary question and I'm sorry about this, but I'm just curious. I mean, I'm just, I don't know.
0: Well, first off, first off, th- there's not so many rules to get to God or to heaven. There's one: trust Believe Christ.
1: Even Jesus, and, yeah, I know, but. yeah,
0: and they're both the same, you know. Okay, but uh, and what you're saying is animals can't trust Christ, right?
1: Right. I mean that's no. It's the dumbest question ever. I text you. And I thought you. Were yeah, you may
0: be dumb. That is not uh, you. You may be dumb, but you'd be surprised. This is a question I'm asked by everybody. You know? Are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh because everybody's had an animal you, that dies.
1: I text you that yesterday, and I was like, okay, just answer me back. Don't make this a thing. You know? <laughs> uh, our No, I don't
0: answer you back. Whenever I don't answer you back, it means we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want you to ask that's it again. Serious.
1: But just just a sidebar, um, I get nothing from this, you know, as far as like for the listeners out there, I don't make any money, I don't do anything. This is Mike and I, lifetime buddies, hanging out, talking how we always talk, and uh, and my payment is I get to see my friend, because I'm in Texas, he's in Oklahoma, you know, once a week, so this is so exciting um, for me, and it's just good to see you, man. I can see this weight is shedding off of you, and I'd like that you were concerned with me. But I'm, I feel kind of embarrassed right now about that question I just asked you, so I'm kind of redirecting. Dude, don't be
0: embarrassed. First of all, let me jump in and say this. Thank you for saying that. And this is for everybody's listening. This is how you support us. Uh, just uh, go over there. That's to, to support the stream. That support Credo House Ministries. Everything we're doing from this podcast to uh, our Patreon to to all the uh, production of materials that we've been doing for the last 20 years, to the blog, to just everything. So that is a way you could do it. Uh, That is the best way to do it right now. And uh, as of right now, this is combined with Theology Unplugged. Me and Tad have talked about whether this should be a completely different show. We're still in the future with that. We're still getting our feet wet on this, but, That is how you support Credo House Ministries. And our ministry is focused upon teaching deep theology to everybody and not just, uh, you know, a shallow version of it, a a non-seminary type theology. Because these are the questions that we have, and these are important questions. And so surprising as it may seem, Tad, uh, I I don't have a lot of traction, Michael.
1: I mean, this thing is getting a little, I'm, first of all, it's just you and I, and now it's turning into this thing. You know what I mean? Well, you got so many of, of your
0: you got so many in your circles that are so different than my circles listening to it. So it's really great to see feedback from both places, people loving it. So
1: yeah, no, it's fun. This is fun. And it's uh I, I offend people when I don't mean to. I'm just asking questions. Um,
0: they understand. understand.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you for uh, understanding. No. So we anyway, back to animals going to heaven.
0: I totally understand. Number one, okay. Um the only thing I know for sure is that Rocky is going to be in heaven. Okay. You know, yeah. my Joel German shepherd. That's the only thing I've had special revelation about. God came to me after he died and said, don't worry. He's right here with me. I saw him petting him and everything. You know, Jesus, the father and the Holy spirit, you know, and he was just playing around. So
1: greatest dog on the planet, by
0: the way, he was, he was, um, but, uh, I, I would say, here's my personal belief. There's nothing in the Bible that says anything about it outside of Ecclesiastes, which is, a uh, which is a book you don't get doctrine from. It's just a book of a guy's emotional falling apart. So it's very hard to say what he said was true. In that one of the passages, he said, who's to say that the spirit of an animal goes down while a spirit of a man goes up? It was just a pathetic, sad statement saying, I don't know anything anymore. I don't even know if we go to heaven. Uh, maybe we go with the animals and so at least his belief was that animals didn't make it to heaven. But I'm not saying because it's in the Bible at that point, it's, it's endorsing it because it was a different type of literature for a different purpose. That's the only place that I would say has anything that talks about animals that were here being in heaven. Now, the Bible does talk about many places there being an animal, animals on the new earth, heaven slash the new earth. Um, and why wouldn't there be? listen because tad remember when we talked about the new earth being simply god restoring what he originally intended yeah and he originally whenever he originally made everything he made animals and and then he made humans at the very end yeah i mean everything from from mosquitoes you may not like them to lions will be in heaven all of the species will be there i can't tell you a lot about them a lot of people the first thing some people ask me is "Well, will they have Will they have sharp teeth or dull teeth? Will they because will they be carnivores or herbivores? And I just think they'll be the way they originally intended. And people say, God,
1: because yeah. I want to see, I want to see animals. If they, they, heaven ain't heaven without animals in it,
0: you know what oh, I yeah. mean. We know they will be animals. So animals. We know for sure they will be animals. Here's yeah. one question: I don't know. I here's what I figure though: I don't know if they'll die because death got introduced into the world through uh, through Christ through Adam's sin, there was never supposed to be any death, but we did still have to eat from the tree of life in order to stay alive. In the book of Revelation, there'll be a tree of life again. So basically, whatever we're missing in our body, whatever makes our cells die, we will constantly be eating something, provided with something that will keep us alive forever, those bodies alive. I don't know if animals will. I think that that more than likely to me, I think there was probably always supposed to be like the plant kingdom death, and life with even animals, not humans, but animals. But it could be that all the animals never die. I don't really see that, but maybe so. They never reproduce. I don't see that, but maybe so. Um, and so I, I can see all
1: my old dogs again?
0: Oh Well, that's a different question because then you have to ask this. is Is my old animal coming back? I know there'll be new animals but he's going to bring back all the ones that died. And I would say probably not, but any, I I guarantee you, Tad, I can't, I don't got any biblical revelation on this. I don't really know. God has not told me I, and I didn't see Rocky. I guarantee you, you can ask God to preserve that dog. And he probably will. I just, I I can't tell you for sure. Well, you get to
1: see Rocky, but I don't get to see Braden.
0: I said, I don't know, really know for sure whether Rocky's right. right. going to be there. Yeah. I right. mean, there's plenty of my animals I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I got a puppy If they show right up right my now, door, I'm going to be like, I got like, a puppy ah. right
1: now that's on the fence. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know yet.
0: Uh, God, that that one wasn't mine, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then
1: <clears throat> a conversation we had. Can I just kind of jump around? Yes. <clears throat> so... You and I, I don't know if it was, I was texting you this stuff and you, and you sent me some question marks afterwards, but it was uh, a conversation, you know, I, I'm um, with a very strong and professional woman. Yes. And, and who, who grew up Baptist and things kind of the Bible <clears throat> is really going towards the men's side. And she said, I wonder if it needs to be updated because it says like the men are the providers and the hunters and this and that. And she was like, I was a single mom. I worked my butt off to provide for my kids. And then when you hear that this man has to be the provider and take care of, and she goes, I wonder if the Bible just needs to be updated. And so that's why I texted you last night, because I mean, there are some good points to that. It's, it's, um. You know what I mean? It's oh
0: yeah, you've just you've just hit on the most controversial issue in theology today. Wow, no, no, it's it's fine. I mean, of course you're going to ask something like this. I mean, it's it's very very uh, uh, relevant to our society and just relevant relevant in general. And I like to do is tell you what I think and why. But uh, guys, you can comment too. I don't know where you're coming to us at. Sometimes I don't even know where this is going to. As I look up here, I think it's going to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. I don't know though, but I supposedly wherever you comment, and ask a question, it will show up right here. I'm not positive if that's true, but, uh, you can go ahead and test it out. You know, maybe somebody put something there, but, uh, if I don't respond, if we don't respond, uh, please forgive me. I just still don't Understand how this works very well, this aspect of it. But we would love to hear from you. Now, your
1: <laughs> your streams coming by a lot fast. I mean, a lot better. Whatever. I don't know what you did. If you changed computers or whatever, but there's no like.
0: Maybe it's because it's Sunday. I don't know. That's good. I'm glad.
1: I mean, come on, man.
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying that. Then not. It's not that heavy of a load on the. Uh, I don't, I don't
1: okay, I thought. Okay, I stick to someone else. Yeah.
0: No. No. That's not me. <laughs> um. Now what you're talking about is is a very debatable issue. Whenever I say debatable, I mean there are really good people on both sides on this one, right? Um, there's the traditional view that was held by the church uh, for the last you know 2,000 years and is still held today by many, many people. Uh, And then there's the, there's kind of the updated view. If you say, you know, does the Bible need to be updated? Uh, The Bible doesn't need to be updated ever. It's just our theology sometimes needs to be updated because it's, it's following in a tradition that doesn't really support maybe the revelation. As it was said, we just, we just read our theology into it sometimes. But the question is this, the most fundamental part of that question is this, did God create men and women differently the, the sexes differently. And if he did, did he create them with specific roles? Is there a role distinction in this, uh, in the sex or is there a role distinction in the only, in the individual person? So does God take you and say, Hey, I want you to be a leader, uh, because of your sex or because of your giftedness alone. I mean, now everybody would say, you know, giftedness has something to do with it but many people would say sex has nothing to do with it at all it's just what it is that god has put in front of you and you move forward with it so most fundamentally the question is can a woman be a head pastor of a church if you wanted to boil it all down to the hardest worst question the most controversial can a woman be a head pastor of a church there's a group that said no because god has created men as the leaders women as the nurturers and if a woman is a head pastor it is not because that was God's perfect will but because God's allowing it because there's a bunch of weak men that are too scared to lead and so there's uh, ways that are there there's things that we are to uh see as role distinctions and then of course you have the other side this is called the egalitarian side the egalitarian mean egal mean equal that they're both equal sectors there's no role distinction there's no uh, and it gets really dicey because you're like is there a distinction at all but um there's no distinction except for giftedness so a woman can be a head pastor if god has so gifted her in such a way and he very well might So those are the two positions. I want you to get your thoughts on that before I talk about, you know, my view on it.
1: Well, I think that uh, Laurel would have a problem with that because she's a head pastor at a church in
0: Boston. Yeah, definitely.
1: And um, (laughs) you don't just get that job just by applying for it because you're a girl. I mean, she's clearly amazing, you know, and she got that. So um, I've just got a problem with – and this – Dude, <laughs> you know me so well, but I've never been around as strong <clears throat> as woman as uh, as Rhonda, and seeing the leadership and stuff, and I'm really taking this woman thing, like kind of to a, a different level. Not that I was ever chauvinistic or anything like that. It was just like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen it like in person and why we're not all equal. And God didn't see that coming out. Even when, you know, let's just say he knew Peter was going to deny him.
0: Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't know where I'm coming through on my other computer, but suddenly you hear that? Yeah. Oh, shoot. That doesn't stop. (laughs) Hello, hello. Yeah. It's coming from this. It's It's shut. It's shut. Okay, there we go. I mean, even uh, we were so popular, even random computers are listening to us.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Now, I can't believe how big this is getting. It's fun. Anyway, I just get to see my buddy. That's all I want to do is see you. And uh, anyway, so after being around like a, a truly... Like Heather, I think, is a very strong woman, you know, in a very, in every single way. Rhonda is a very strong woman. So I'm getting around these, these strong women, you know, because I was a provider in a big way for a long, long, long time. And now I've, I've needed some, you know, come on, Tad, let's go, you know, like some motivation and and just not, yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: boosting. I see they're better than us. I gotta be honest with you. I think they're stronger than we are. I think they're smarter. I think they're more, they've got more energy. They're more motivated. And I don't understand why there's like this thing in the Bible that it goes with like, you know, men are the guys that like, I I told you about that funeral I went to with the Baptist and the, and the gay guy. And uh, his name was, um, I can't remember his name. now. It was terrible. But, uh, Robert. And I don't understand just the way that they have women like submissive, you know? Just didn't really make any sense to me.
0: Okay, let me further distinguish this to so are yeah, yeah, zeroing in.
1: Say it in your way because I'm
0: No, 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 this is good because this is the way you th- you think and why does the, Bi- does the Bible need to be updated, but it's kind of like I'm thinking to myself you're thinking about one thing, but then all of a sudden it's kind of gotten broader and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Where would the Bible need to be updated? That's my question. So I'm thinking just one passage real, uh, I'm thinking of, but the Bible never says that, um, women can't be leaders. It never says that men have to be the providers at home. There's nothing that says that. Okay. Now that's the culture that's been since the very beginning. Sometimes it's called a patriarchal culture, and the Bible follows along with that. So all the apostles were men. All the 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 priests had to be men. Most of the judges and the prophets are were men in the Old Testament, but sometimes there were women. And so,
1: guess yeah, who gave birth to Jesus?
0: It yeah. wasn't a man. Well, I'm glad it wasn't a man.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you see what I'm saying? I mean, well, no, no, job. I mean.
0: But here's the assumption is that is that the Bible teaches somehow that men are stronger than women. There's not any sense that the Bible teaches that. And I'm like you while you're saying that I'm like, well, of course. I mean, look at Christy. Look at look. I mean, the women are able to handle so much more. And it's like you. we think with one side of our brain, they think with both sides. We can have one thought at a time, they can have a million thoughts going on. What Rhonda
1: does is amazing. She's got 20. I mean, it's, it, I don't understand how she can put all this together.
0: <laughs> well, of course. I mean, that's what God created men and women for, is because there's particular things. Then everybody will agree that men, I, except for if you go really kind of odd out there, that yeah. men are stronger in a physical sense, right? Yeah. Everybody will agree that women can bear babies. We can't. Right. Everybody will normally agree that generally speaking, women are better mothers than men. Right? There's certain things that a woman provides in motherhood that is different than fatherhood. Doesn't mean that a father can't act like a mother and fulfill those roles if there is no mud. No, does not mean the other way around? No, but generally speaking, there are strengths and weaknesses to both in these areas. And nobody would ever say that a woman, no, no side would say that a woman is weak I mean, most, everybody will say that they're incredibly strong, you know, it's emotionally, they can do so much more than us. It's amazing the things that they can figure out the wisdom that they can have. It's crazy. It's amazing. As far as understanding theology, whenever I'm talking about systematic theology, they can think broader. See, I'm just thinking in categories, like what does the Bible say? What does uh general revelation say? What is, what are all my sources say But then I, I look and they've got, 12 other sources as well that are very important. You know, what is what does my friends say? What is what is what are they gonna feel it's when because they're more patient. Like they're more patient. No, it's because they actually think different. Fundamentally, yeah, different. yeah, no, and In that's physical my standpoint. that's
1: why you and I have I've always had like so many like not like just girl like friends, like Sally and Heather and stuff yeah, like
0: that. Yeah.
1: We like the way that they think. You know?
0: Everybody needs women. Just think of a world with only men. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, it'd be dead. It'd be nuclear war nonstop, right? I mean, yeah. we'd all be... But just think of a world with only women. <clears throat>
1: oh, my yeah. God. Can
0: you imagine that
1: Desperate Housewives on that show?
0: Oh, yeah. See, it, it, everybody, if you get down to it, we can laugh at these things because we all recognize there are differences. Nobody believes that... Um, women can't be leaders. Women aren't strong. The Bible doesn't teach that at all. I mean, women, in Christ's ministry, they're the ones who supported him. And Luke, throughout the book of Luke, it makes an emphasis upon women and how important women are in Christ's ministry. They are the first to see him alive after he died and rose from the grave. They're the first to tell everybody about the yep. about the resurrection as yep. they go and tell the apostles. And so, it, nobody it did a good job
1: at that on the Passion of the Christ, by the way, because that was remember when he when he died yeah to be so, and it, it was all women around that deal
0: so oh yeah yeah that's yeah. who it was i, I mean, where did, where did I the guys go together till now. where did the guys go they ran they were scared i mean every other all the guys took off except for john shows up but all the guys took off and there's just women there there's are yeah. they're braver than us sometimes i mean there's but here here's the thing is one side thinks that there are particular things particular ways, particular bents within men that should be celebrated and help the world. Now, I don't think anybody can deny that. Whenever you imagine a world with just women, you would see it as a very different world. And in so many ways, worse, much worse. Same way. If uh, there's particular things that without women, the world would fall apart. And you know, it'd just be terrible and so we nobody wants to imagine a world to where there aren't those those strengths but some people in the church when we're talking about the bible some people do say there's nothing in the bible that says a woman can't be a leader nothing that says it can't be a president i mean in the old testament the deborah was a leader she was one of the best judges and she was a war uh woman that uh, that carried the the nation of israel and so nothing in there but there is, in the Bible, a passage that says this. Paul says this um, in 1 Timothy. He says, I do not allow a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man, but to remain silent. Now, that is the most controversial passage, maybe, in the Bible, right?
1: Well, I see why.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> is. that. Now, people. some people will say, well, that's just for that day. Other people would say, no, it's it's actually for today. But uh, here, here's my particular view, and I'm not saying I'm right, but I do believe very, very much once you neuter the world and you start at neutral, this whole world sucks mm-hmm. because you have lost the gifts of men and women whenever you do that. Whenever you have women too scared to be women or not wanting to be women because it's not dignified and you have men too scared to be men because, Oh no, somebody will think I'm a chauvinist. And if I open a door for a girl or if I act like I'm stronger than a girl or take care of them in any way, the world is over. Yeah. Yeah, You, you you will see it fall apart. So what is the, Al Dean
1: had a pretty good song about that. That's been kind of controversial.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we just got to get back to normal. Um, but do you get what I'm saying there? Yeah, no, totally. No, exactly. That nobody in the church says that women can't be leaders at all. Now, of course, there are Amish groups and different people that will do things very, very different, even in their social setting and beyond the church. But the church recognizes this within the, within the church. Women can't be pastors. That's one side. The other side said, no, it was just for that day. I happen to believe although I'm not going to bend over backwards or fight anybody or, you know, get too upset about this, that women, uh, that the head pastor role is reserved for men. And let me tell you why. Okay. Let me just explain this because I think it'll help. Um, uh, now you, have you ever been at night and you hear a noise and, and, uh, you think somebody's in the house?
1: I was going to bring this up earlier, but yes, go ahead. Okay.
0: So, you you get up, you hear something, and just think if you're sitting there and you say, Hey, Rhonda, go check, go check, you know, and you, while you go slide behind the bed, right? And just kind of hide out. How'd you Uh, know I did that? Huh? How'd you know I did that?
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, it's, we have different roles.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then then if Rhonda said, hey, will you go check? There'd be no problem with that because we do uh, realize that in fighting situations, in battle situations, in warrior situations, it should be men. Whether we say it out loud or not, we'd rather have a bunch of men on the battlefield than a bunch of women. Because men do better at that. Women would do much better at so many things. I'm not saying anything about that, but I'm saying whenever somebody's robbing your house, somebody may be in your house, that man better get up and go take care of his family. Because that is his responsibility because of how God made him. Well, now, Here's
1: the thing. Ron and I are holding hands. If somebody's out there,
0: he's going with me. <laughs> I don't much. know, man.
1: someone's gonna hold a bat
0: that's funny simply because we all assume that we should be doing it you know Right, right right
1: right
0: but um but in the church paul whenever he wrote this he assumes that there is a massive battle going on doctrinal battle there's a fight And because he didn't see theology outside of those categories, he knew that it was a fight for the truth and there was going to be a battle. And somebody, in authority had to speak up in such a way that that authority exerted itself, presented itself and established itself in a better way. And this is the reason why he says, men, you are in the church, right? In the church, because it's a battle, because there are robbers everywhere. I need you to take the role and fight for the gospel in the way that needs to be whenever there's a battle. And it's not saying women aren't smarter than men. Women can understand the Bible just as well and even better. I think it's better, like I said, because the wisdom they have, because the fullness that they use of their brain. They can teach better, but they cannot hold authority in the same way that men can. Totally agree.
1: I totally agree. Okay. I've seen it happen, uh, and some of these, I've, I've seen it, and it's it's not right. Hopefully, that changes, and uh, I feel like in probably next year I'm going to be a big advocate for. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, anyway, so good talk.
0: Yeah. What time are we? At? Three-year-old. going go by that? Forty-five minutes.
1: Wow. That went by like that.
0: That did. That was a really good talk. That was fun. No, we didn't yeah. even get to we didn't even get yeah. half, to half your questions, but you always have more. So
1: yeah. Well, the next time, if, if you don't mind, and and maybe we'll get some comments on this, and maybe I'm step I'm overstepping, but <clears throat> you know, men have feelings too, and <clears throat> there's a kind of a child alienation thing with moms and toxic moms and stuff like that going on. And I don't know if it's appropriate to talk about on this, but you know what I've gone through and I'm going through it with a buddy right now. And he's just saying, pray for me, but I don't know really how to pray for that. Or if there's anything in the Bible that says anything about that. So maybe we talk about something like that next time, just for a little bit
0: yeah okay. yeah it is up to you you control this the only thing i may do is say something in the beginning like i did this time and maybe yeah. really get it started but th- your questions are so good that's the reason why we're doing this so you're always going to control the questions i can't tell you what to ask because i'll just ask ones that
1: i love the. i like the peter thing though thinking about that maybe that's why they did it so he feel more powerful to go out and preach. oh yeah
0: yeah that was great and insightful it really was god uses all of those things all right well i love you michael all right. I love you too, man. I'll see you next time. Okay. Talk okay. To- All right, guys. Don't forget to support our stream. You got that right there. Thank you for listening. Also, uh, if you're listening to this, I have got right here. If you guys wanted to get deep, I don't know what that is. If it On my end, it says like it's a you know, a, a pound or I, I don't know what dollar sign that is, but uh, you just uh, click on that. There's a really good deal. $99 for the entire theology program. If you really wanted to get deep into theology, find out the essence of what we do at Credo House, the theology program is it. It presents a much younger, much skinnier, much more better looking me. And so it's, it's, you, gotta, you know, I, I sometimes just can't help but watch myself because back then it was so great. Uh, but watch the whole thing, go through classes from introduction to theology all the way to ecclesiology and eschatology It's six courses. You really, really will love it. You will not regret it. It's better than anything we do. And that is saying a lot because we got other courses from Dan Wallace and Gary Habermas and everybody else. But it's just the essence, the center of what we do. Trying to teach people, disciple people in theology. The theology program is the way to do it. You take that package, you watch it, then teach it at your church. Get the workbooks, everything else that supports us. But but if you do not have any money and you get there and you say, Michael, I cannot pay for that. I love it, but I cannot pay for it. There's nothing I can do. Uh, I'll just have to miss out. You better get on. Find that text number that's on the website that is right there text that number and say listen i want that program but i cannot pay and i promise you i'll give it to you okay uh (laughs) there's only one of two things that can happen here you're lying and you're wanting a theology program. So, Hey, it's probably the best thing for somebody who's lying or you're not lying and you need a theology program. And I'm totally willing to do that. There's plenty of supporters, donors that will uh, support that kind of stuff. So do that. The theology program is the way to go. And once again, I really appreciate you all showing up for this, um, wherever you're at, subscribe and keep up to date. Cause we are producing these all the time. See you later. Theology.